Thank you for tuning in to Bethel Atlanta Chats, BA Chats. I'm Rachel Kuntz. And I'm Kevin Kuntz. We are your hosts, and we are so glad that you've turned into B- tuned in to BA Chats tonight because we have some really great guests. We really do. Before we share those precious people with you, we just want to talk a little bit about BA Chats, and we always want to let you guys know the purpose of them is this. People are awesome. Jesus is awesome. Jesus in people is really awesome. Awesomer. So, <laughs> so in our podcast, we just like to dig for the gold and pull it out. Because yeah. again, the Lord is, he's active and he's fabulous all the time in all of us. And it's, this is just kind of a chance to stop and, and see it in, yeah. in the people who are visiting. Yeah. And in the, in the lives of the people and the testimonies of the people that we talk to, one of the reasons why we do BA Chats is the word testimony means to do it again, God. So if this is something, you're going to hear great stories. These stories are for you. They yeah. are they are being given freely. They're for you to pick up and go, man, God, you can do it for someone else. I know that you can do it for me. You should really consider this a personal invitation. So... You guys ready to be invited into awesomeness? Cheers to that. (laughs) Yes, I am ready to be invited into awesomeness. We are joined tonight by Lindy Hale, Senior Leader at Bethel Atlanta. Lindy, we love you. Uh, We love you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Lindy's been on before. Thank you for coming back. We just you're a dream. You're one of our (laughs) our fave people. And then for our very first time guest, we are so excited to have Paul Gresham. Paul, you intro yourself because you have this beautiful title it just you, you say it oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm the principal and partner at jefferson brown gresham architects nice so you're an architect yes so cool just the coolest and we've got lindy and paul on tonight because bethel atlanta our church that we go to is in the middle of a building project and um it's really special so we just wanted to talk about it. And, and the Lord has done so much leading up to this. It's almost funny. Like it gets you giggly. Like it, it's shocking. Absolutely. The, the, yeah. the dreams and the, the vision and, and what he's laid out. I mean, it would be impossible to miss him in this story. So we are so super happy to share the story. So Lindy, let's start with you because I know this started with you for how long ago did you start just like dreaming into property for Bethel Atlanta? So this story has pretty much uh, changed my life for the last two years um, because about nine years ago, we had just started the church six months earlier and or almost a year earlier. And we said, we need land. And we started thinking, okay, what are we going to do? We need to, we ha- we're going to have a meeting to dream about what kind of land we wanted or what kind of building we were looking for. So I got these two posters out, and I decided, I'm going to dream big. And I, I was just laughing, saying, we need 100 acres. And I started drawing it. I draw this, drew this long driveway and a lake and a prayer house next to the lake. And I said, oh, the, the church can be way in that corner. And, oh, let's put magnolia trees along the road. And I was just having fun dreaming. And um, I remember back then showing it to everybody. They said, oh, that's awesome. And I started, one thing that was amazing and God taught me. I started praying in the Spirit over this poster. And what happened, it almost came alive. Like, I knew this is what we wanted. And, <laughs> and we would be driving down to Florida or something, looking at these beautiful fields. And I was going, Steve, we got to have something like that. we got to have beautiful green fields and, and trees. And, and he said, yeah, that'd be great. But we looked at property all over South Atlanta and buildings. And I just, uh, I was kind of going... No, this isn't what I, this is, because the more I prayed over it, the more it became alive. Like I said, oh, this is what we want. 
And um, you want me to tell you more? Kind yes. of what happened? Oh my goodness, yes. So just to be clear, this yeah. was nine years ago that yes. you got these poster boards out and you were just completely dreaming. Yes. Okay. And, and just drawing this really cool picture of what 100 acres could look like. And so about four years later, Steve and I are going to um, look for a truck at the Ford dealership. And this older fellow's there, and we're just talking to him about church. We're looking for buildings. We're just talking about it. He said, oh, man, you need to come by my farm. It's over in Tyrone. And we just, yeah, we have no money. And we just kind of laughed. And that was the last we heard of that. So then two years ago, which is like eight years after this poster board that I drew, and I had been really praying, and we could not find anything. We couldn't find the right buildings. So it was just a And tough I remember search. it wasn't just you guys looking. I mean, it was Bethel Atlanta yes. staff. Everybody was looking in different directions. And it wasn't just South Atlanta, correct? I mean, it was mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Right. Okay. M- mostly, you know, the interstate right around the airport south. I remember south. it was yeah. a real yeah. hunt. It was, it was kind of frustrating. Sure. But it was just fascinating. I, I just said, man, I just hope we have a lot of land one day. So we were looking at property every couple of weeks. Let's go look at this. We'd come, oh, that's okay. Whatever. And it wouldn't work out. So we, this is October, two years ago, we drove onto this property and it happened to be my birthday. And this is just the kiss and the miraculous of God. And uh, so we drive into this property and the staff's already here and we're driving down this long road and there's two magnolia trees at the front gate. And as I go over the hill, it's not similar to my posters. It is exactly like my poster I drew like eight or nine years earlier, there's a a lake on the right. There's a a lodge, a prayer house right next to the lake. The road curves to the right. And and I knew, I said, this is it. And there was rolling green hills. And it was amazing. So all the staff was sitting on the dock. And I came walking up and a couple of the girls started singing, happy birthday to you. (laughs) Because they knew my dream. And it was like, and I think everybody wanted land like this. But I had been talking about it so much you know, many times that it was like this amazing dream come true. And it was the land. And in this land, it was fascinating. It was like 43 acres and change. And the land right next to this land was 56 acres and changed. And just the power of prayer. We're walking around this beautiful driveway. And I, I said, we need that 50, 56 acres too, because that will make 100. And do you know, two Indeed. weeks later, we got that land. And then six weeks later, we got this part of the land. So 100 acres. And so, I mean, is your poster board out at this time? Like, I mean, you're looking at it, remembering it, or I mean... No, I don't have it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But you're consciously like, this is what I drew. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And it was crazy. God was just, it was just a kiss from the Lord. Like, we closed on Blake Healy's and Lauren Brownlee's birthday. They're two of our senior leaders. We closed on this horse farm land on the same day of their birthday they both went home not knowing what either what they were doing and lauren said to lake the next morning hey i bought you some land last night which is her son one yes. of her sons uh-huh and blake the same thing happened to him his son hayden woke up the next morning he said hey we bought you some land last night oh which is very very cool i love the ownership yes. everybody's yes. just feeling very very involved what i super love too is how how many times did you guys literally drive past this land? I mean, it- oh, this was the land that old fella at the Ford dealership. This was his farm. Remember, he said, You need to go buy my farm. This was the one. Whoa. Yes, we drove on, we found out he was the owner, and I couldn't believe it. And God. What- 
<laughs> he Whoa. saved it for us. What was the time in between he said that and then that you guys were here and that you're looking him in the eye going, oh my goodness, you're the guy. Yeah, it was about four years. Whoa. I know. It was crazy. Was that just a timing thing? It, I mean, was that the Lord's timing that it was four years later? Or what do you think? I think, you know, he told us that he had wanted to sell it, but he waited a few years just because... I don't know. And, and I think he dropped the price. I, th- I think God was holding the land for us. I, I have no doubt that Whoa. he was holding the land for us. Because it's wonderful. It's it's unbelievably beautiful. It's unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. And it really, it changed my whole perspective on dreaming big, that we need to dream even bigger. Because oh, it was just okay. a poster board. Yeah. It was like a silly, I'm just going to draw a picture to show the leaders tonight. You know what I mean? Kind of sure. deal. But God knows our silly dreams and they, they come alive the more we pray into them. So it oh. was an amazing, that, and that was two years ago, which it taught me that our faith has got to be so much bigger and our dreams have got to be so much bigger. Lindy, I'm going to ask Paul some questions. Sure. Can you speak into that? Because I would love it. You are just carrying that dream big, dream bigger, have lots of faith, uh, beautiful thing. And so I would love for you just to share a little bit more. Right now? Or what? after Paul? I'm going to, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Okay, Paul, we want to hear from you, too. I understand. Where are you from? Not this area. Is that correct? No, no. I grew up in Paducah, Kentucky. Paducah, Kentucky. Small town in Kentucky. Nice. And so how did you get here as pertaining to the property to Bethel? Well, you know, and Lindy, I don't know if you remember it, but the first time you and Steve and I went driving, looking at buildings and and things like that, it was, I, I told you that I thought that my journey had brought me here for this kind of project. Mm-hmm. And I still remember sitting in the truck and talking about that. Because it seems like, I think I was 17 when I was just praying and just saying, God, I don't know what to study in college. I don't know what to do. You know, you designed me. What do you want me to do? And, nice. And a week later, he had really led me into studying architecture really clearly. I mean, I got a postcard from a college that had a program to, to study architecture as a summer student in high school. So it was... It was interesting that he led me to it automatically, you know, quickly. I hate to stop you this early in your story, but would you share that one more time? Because, I mean, people that are listening, again, let this be your invitation. That's a big deal. I mean, 17 years old, and you're deciding what you're going to do with the rest. I look back on it all the time, and I'm like, who trusted the the 17-year-old with the next 80 years? You know, I mean, it's huge. But share that again for folks that are listening, just as an invitation that the Lord totally hears and will answer that prayer right i mean i still remember the prayer right now is really simple it was just god what do you want me to do you know what do you want me to do i can pick all sorts of things but what did you design me for wow and i didn't know yeah what he's going to lead me into but he did and and i accepted it and his his hand was all over that as soon as i got to this college i was before my senior year of high school spending the summer in college as a junior in high school and i met a christian friend right away Actually, when I was up there in Boston is when I got filled with the Spirit nice. during that summer, you know, and while I was studying architecture <laughs> there. So and nice. so he just confirmed that this is what I'm calling you to do. Wow. And I mean, it doesn't matter if it happens when you're young or if because you know, even then I took a detour, you know, sure. I went through I, I didn't stay in the practice of architecture directly. I went to corporate world and was doing, you know, a great, a great thing, but it wasn't really what he called me to do. And so to me, you know, I was just talking to some guys earlier and they were saying, you know, I, I wish I would have found my calling earlier, but I went on a detour for 15 years, you wow. know, until I really was called back into practice with Jefferson. 
And wow. So how did you get called back into practice with Jefferson? Every, every step along the way, I was going from one corporate job to another, climbing the ladder, just doing the typical thing sure. where you're trying to be successful. And God allowed me to be successful. I got to where I was chief development officer of an international company and on the executive team, all those things I wanted to, to do. And he just he let me do that and realize that wasn't fulfilling at all. Whoa. And I just really didn't like it and I had lost my passion. Whoa. And, wow. But through those <laughs> journeys corporately, it brought me to Peachtree City when Chick-fil-A hired me to come work on their design team. And that's where I met Jefferson at church and got to know him. He's, he's, uh, it's hard to say enough great stuff about Jefferson. He's, got, he's the best designer I've ever met. And and he has such a passion for excellence in everything he does because he he designs every building as if he's designing it for the Lord, you know. And he and and buildings he designs bring tears into people's eyes, you know. It's it's amazing. It's beautiful. And you know, people people need to hear that. That is so important. If you sit and you think about Noah's Ark, the (laughs) Ark of the Covenant, Mm -hmm. you think about the Temple. You think about you know what 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 oh, yeah. you know David had built. Um, there were all all of these structures and built that were built. They were built for God's glory. They were built right. for His kingdom, and they were built upon the knowledge and relationship that people had with God. That's right. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit in those people. So, mm-hmm. man, it is so true. That, well, and it's passion that, of doing it with excellence. All yeah. of those were done with excellence. Okay, you so. guys help me pull up a story. If I'm not mistaken, the first person that was filled with the Spirit in the Old Testament was an architect. Is that correct? That is correct. I actually heard that today on a teaching. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and help, I, I'm, I'm totally like, I'm... I'm um, I know, I'm going to forget it, I'm but the very in, in the old, of course, the Holy Spirit wasn't even on the planet. Right. He didn't get here until Pentecost. So, I mean, he's 4,000 years. Mm-hmm. He's coming and going just, you know, when the Lord, you know, for whatever situation. But the very first person to be actually filled with the Holy Spirit, which was temporary, was a temporary amount of time for a person to design something in the old covenant. I need to right. look this up, but he was an architect. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, that was, and that was the, the thing I was talking about earlier, the, the shift in how you design things. You tell know? us, this and, is beautiful. I love your perspective on this. You know, it just really hit me a while back that in the Old Testament, it was uh, God came and would dwell in a place, in a temple, you know, and, and you would come to the Holy of Holies and there was a whole process around it. And, but it was all about going to where God's presence was. And, but when the temple veil was ripped, when Jesus died, the whole direction of that changed. And where you used to have to go to the temple, go to pilgrimage to get to the temple, you'd, you'd have the Holy Spirit come upon you right. in the Old Testament. At that moment, it all reversed, completely reversed. Now, we're the temple. We're supposed to go out. We're not making pilgrimages to a place. And that affects the design here. You know, we're not, we don't want people making pilgrimages to a building or a monument mm-hmm. that's here on this property. We want people to come here, get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then go. And so this is more of a place to get empowered wow. and then sent. And now we have the Holy Spirit within us, and we go out into the world. So it's wow. totally different perspective. A lot of churches and great buildings are designed now even that are still monuments to the designer or, you know, or to somebody. 
and and that's the opposite of what we need to be doing here oh it's so, so. beautiful and it makes such good sense because we're the the head architect the lead architect the alpha architect we're his design and so we're right. where he lives yeah well, oh we're it's beautiful right. we are the temple do you remember lindy i, I mentioned this when we were starting to think about the design of this property the the really weird word of uranium kept coming into my mind do you, do you remember I don't me saying remember that, that. No. and i had no <laughs> idea so why yeah uranium enrichment well, okay because i was thinking okay what's the purpose of this property is it a hospital for people to come get healed yeah it's that but it's all these other things too sure. and as I, I was just really praying about the impact of this idea that this is a place where people come to get empowered uranium enrichment came to mind and mm-hmm. and as i studied it I realized that uranium ore is mined out of the ground, out of the earth. It's a natural thing, but you put it through this process of spinning it and putting it under pressure and taking this, it's got U-238, is 99% of uranium ore, but this U-235 is is 1%. I mean, it's only 1%, but that is what they create nuclear energy out of and nuclear bombs out of is the enriched part. And so I just was thinking about this property, and it's not a building we're building. It's, it's a place where you go, and there are multiple things to do on this property, where you build family, where you have events, where you, where you do worship. But if people can come here and kind of spin around in this property and, and dwell here, you know, that's where the, it will enrich them. It will bring the power out of it right so it's, it's beautiful it was, Paul. i don't know why that hit me it, you know it had to be one of those kind of whispers of, of, of god to say you know think about it this way there are so many whispers so of different. god happening around this project yeah, it's so <laughs> true yeah. it's one yeah. big whisper of god really quickly familiarize us with your firm like what are some of the more famous things that you guys have done just for everybody listening so they'll know who you guys are okay well you know a lot of it is around this this area of right. georgia but we do a lot around the country too Okay. So, you know, from uh, medical office buildings all around to, uh, you know, retail stores um, and uh, some really nice, beautiful horse barns and, and equestrian centers that, oh, that are just gorgeous. So uh, gorgeous. Yeah, you should amazing. you should see some of the work that you, what what is their website? Um, oh, JeffersonBrownArchitects.com. Yeah. So I, I went on and I was. I looked it up on the Google. <laughs> Sorry, I watched a movie over the weekend stuck in my head. Okay, so, but, but I went. Now you're going to have to tell him what it is. He drug me to go see Logan Lucky. I was totally confused. But anyway, so now but, you can go see it. Okay. okay. So, so, but, but I went and I looked at the website and I started looking at all the work and it's not, um, it's the, it's the kind of, it's the kind of architecture and work when you, you look at it and you go, Wow, what is ha- what's happening there is not just hey I built something like this is a creation and there's something alive about it, mm-hmm. and uh, and and that's the thing that struck me. I was like, whoa! I mean, there were so many different firms that I could have gone to to practice, but there was only one place that I wanted to come. You know, I, I know architecture firms all around the world. Sure, because I've designed stores in Russia and Bangladesh and India and all over the place. Sure. But yeah, wow. but this firm was just just the the touch on the work was Why? amazing to me. What was it like? How did the Lord get you to our area and into Bethel for this project? Well, it was really through um, working at Chick Fil A and the design team there. 
But then while I was going to church here locally in Peachtree City is when the pastor actually said, you need to meet this other guy who's doing mission work too. And he's an architect, I think. So let me get you all together. And, and we never did. He finally said, no, you all have to meet. And I'm going to call him right now. Here's my phone. You all set up lunch. You have he, to meet he him. He called him on his yeah, personal. <laughs> yeah. He said, you have to meet this guy. And so we met and, you know. And that was Jefferson. Yeah. And we became really good friends. We were accountability wow. partners for years. Wow. And we would just pray together. I knew what it was like to run a firm. He was running a small firm by himself, but it was growing and his work was amazing. And I just got to know his character as a, as a friend. And that's been a blast. And you guys are going to be, you are designing the church. We are. Okay. Okay. So we're going to come back because I want to hear what is it that you are feeling is just really special about the Bethel Project? Oh, it's so good. Okay. Now, Lindy, I have a question for you. Sure. Can you share, you have seen amazing things on this property in the spirit, like with the, the eyes of your heart, you have seen beautiful things. I mean, what comes to mind immediately is, can you share the bonfire thing that you saw? And that's just one, like what you've told me personally, I was all, <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, can I go walking with you? My walks are not always as fun as your walks. <laughs> well, for, first, uh, I want to kind of address, see, Paul over here is so well-spoken. You can tell he's the architecture. <laughs> We're we're so thankful. (laughs) But I believe that everything that's happened on this property has been supernatural. And when Paul shows up, I mean, it's like the the presence of God is demonstrated in the beauty. And you guys should listen and watch when he's explaining the building and and saving these trees and and this sunlight. It's it's so God. It is super cool. Yeah, it is. It it, is. Everything about this to me has felt supernatural, and and I'm just very thankful for these architects because I know God sent you guys. You Paul, know? we've talked about that in meetings and have openly appreciated you guys for just again saving some of the, our more beautiful trees and and designing oh things around views and designing things around these big massive trees that were not. I mean, it's been so thoughtful and wonderful and appreciated. Right, right, mm-hmm. and you know something about the property. Now, the word you're talking about was from Michael Maiden. That the he that he saw a 200 foot bonfire in the middle of our fields. That's right. That okay. it was. A, he said a revival's coming. That it's a revival of fire, and it's going to be one that that we've never seen before. And he said it's going to be of love, devotion, great mm-hmm. faith, miracles, and evangelism. But he said this fire will be like 200 feet in the sky, and people from all over the city will see it. But not only all over the city, all over the nation and all over the world will come here to see what God's doing. And I believe this is the body of Christ. Um, I don't have my Passion Translation with me of a Song of Solomon, Chapter oh. 8, where it talks about the fire of God and us, how it'll, it'll get rid of everything in us that's not of Him, wow. that that fire will be fastened upon our, our hearts. And I just believe that the people here that are walking in revival, that's what that fire is. That's, those people will turn into that fire. There's been so many prophetic words about the presence of God here. There's been words that people that step onto the property will be saved, healed, and delivered instantly. And you can just see this coming now. Some of the things I felt like God's shown me, um, we have worship nights out here for about a year now mm. on Friday nights, about once, so once nice. a month. But I feel like the fields, there's, how many acres is that field out there? About five, seven, eight acres? The, the main one, right? Yeah, that, this, this field right out here, we're, we're actually here at the farm right now. <laughs> but that field is so beautiful. It's these rolling hills. But I felt like God showed me that even though there was only three or four hundred of us, you know, worshiping, 
one night, one day, there'll be thousands on those mm. hills and the, those sloping, just, you know, camping there and just waiting on God and worshiping and just uh, loving on each other. And I just saw this stage there where we have music playing and like every night. I, I believe that one day, you know, we're about two and a half, three miles from the interstate. I think the cars will be backed up all the way to the interstate just to come here. Because I believe revival's coming. Sean Bowles said, we're going to have 25 years of harvest. Mm. So I feel like everything that Paul and Jefferson are doing, I mean, you've got to, um, a lot of times there's structure, organization, administration, before even before more miracles. And we're already seeing so many miracles here. But, you know, you get a building that holds 1,000 people. That will help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right oh, now we goodness. meet outside a lot and we have a little lodge. So it's coming. And it's... well. And the story that the Lord has been ministering to all of us as the staff is the the story of the miracle of the water into wine that Jesus mm-hmm. had people go get the pots first. Yes. He yes. had he organized it. He was like, Okay, you go do this, you do this, you do this, and then came the miracle. Exactly. And we're seeing it. I know. Okay, I know. then I guess what I'm thinking I didn't realize that the bonfire was Michael Maiden, who I love. He was I know. so helpful. He was a speaker from Arizona Phoenix. Arizona. Okay, I that's so. right. Uh-huh. Then you tell the vision that you had about what was it you? you the, oh, the different corners. Yes, yes. the corners. Oh my! Yeah. I was mixing that one together with this the bonfire, but I love the corners. This was very cool because in each corner of the field, it was like all the crowds were there. The unsaved people were there, and and just random people would get up and mm. preach the gospel, and hundreds would be saved. And but at this one moment, we had different people groups, you know, all different races and colors and beliefs. And they were all in different corners, the four corners of the field, and they had flags representing who they were. And so all the unsaved people were watching, what are they doing? And, and one corner would say, Jesus is Lord. And then the other corner would say, no, Jesus is Lord, louder. <laughs> you know, just like in high school. And the, you know, the two sides of the bleachers. And the other corner, Jesus is Lord. And then we all ran together to the middle of the field and had this big dog pile where everybody's just hugging and kissing and loving each other. But as that was happening, the people were looking and saying, I, I want to experience this love of God. And it was so powerful. I, I could see that happening one day. Just the fun of hanging out with the Lord and, and people getting saved and healed and delivered right there on the spot. So that was amazing. That's so good. Oh. Um, Okay, so Paul, again, and, and we just have to remind everybody, well, let's let's give some technicals really quickly, and then I want to know what you think is special about the Bethel Project. But we're looking at what? How far are we? We're like in the next 12 months. We're going to have something up. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, That's right. okay. Yeah, we've, we've gotten approval. Now we're in the approval process with the city for the site, for the actual the parking, the layout, and all those kind of details. So, so that's progressing. And, I mean, the big thing right now is getting ready to to have enough visuals to present to other people to show what this is going to look like. I mean, the the great thing about this project is it's very different from other churches we've designed. We've Ooh, done a bunch of churches. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> we had a chance on this project to spend hours in the woods and in the in you know looking at the trees and doing tree surveys and you know I went through myself and just tagged probably 50 trees that I wanted to make sure I knew exactly where they were. And, and then, you know, Jefferson is, is such a master of this too, being a, being a a sportsman and and just, you know, having been in the military and he knows how to go through the, go through the woods and live in the woods if he needed to. But, 
you know, he just really uh, spent a lot of time as well figuring out what views should we see from different mm-hmm. points mm-hmm. of entry and how to create a, a place for community. Because that's, that's really our passion is that, you know, if a church is just a monument to the people that built it or paid for it or designed it, right. that's, that's nothing, you know. Yeah. But if it starts to restore community like it did with Nehemiah, you know, he rebuilt the walls. Rebuilt the walls. Yeah. And as soon as they rebuilt it, the community, they said, oh, now we can have that festival of booths that we haven't had for years, you know. And, and so it was that project, all the administration of building the walls back created community. And created these these worship events. So, mm-hmm. so the way we've really approached this, and and where the building is located now, it's it's not in the real quiet field part of the property. It's it's up by the road, and and it's the kind of place where you can come in. There'll still be a park like atmosphere, a lot of nature trails. We'll have a trailhead there, um, but the building itself has you know it's only going to hold about four hundred people or so inside the the first phase but it has garage doors and and windows that open on the sides and and you could have another thousand people outside experiencing the worship if you if you needed to we have a amphitheater we're building that that behind the amphitheaters is a a a 90 i think it's a 90 inch diameter oak that's just massive in fact you see the pictures of it all over the website already you know so we've We've really designed the whole building around these very special places on the property. I actually heard in passing the other day about the amphitheater. I am so excited about that. I, I stopped someone in conversation. I was like, wait, what? Our building? We have an amphitheater? Yeah. Woohoo! That was a great, good idea. I, mean, I, I see a time where, you know, somebody's speaking there, but the video feed is feeding it into the auditorium yeah. too, so that's full. And then there are people kind of bleeding out into the park that's uh, kind of the Great Lawn, we're calling it, that's outside of the, of the auditorium itself. So I, I just think it's, it's such an opportunity to do it in a different way. And, and what a perfect church to do it for in a different way, you know, that started with a school that yeah. kind of has a church too. But, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a very different at, atmosphere around here. You know, one of the things that I think intrigued me so much about, about um, watching the first time that you, that you actually did the presentation in church to kind of show what the property looked like in your first phase was, okay, here's a building, here's the most vacant spot, and here's where we're going to put it up. And then all of a sudden there was this, well, why are we going to do it like this? And it was almost this, hey, let's rethink what we want to do. Can you walk through just a little bit of that process? Because to me, that was it was about the preservation of the land. And it, right. I was like, wow. I know, it's just so thoughtful. I just, I appreciate it. So if you could walk just, just for, for just a little bit, because I think it's okay. super important. That was great, because I think, Linda, you're a big part of that, because it, yeah. it was you <laughs> in those meetings. The first thing we do, because there have been another firm that had done some really good work on a beautiful building here and had a lot of great at, uh, at aspects to it. Um, but the more we really started digging into just what is the DNA of the church? What are the different programs? But then what is the real meaning behind Bethel? And wanted to really get it down on paper, not just talk about it and know it. And Because I've been, I've been going here for a while, but to get our firm involved, we did a really deep dive. But Linda, you were saying, you know, that we really want to preserve the land. And that's our nature as, you know, in our firm, you know, we're focused on, on the land, on wellness, on, you know, um, 
environmental, you know, type things when they when they're appropriate. But so we took that that approach and um, and just took a step back, said, let's really look at it. You know, where on this property do all the crowds need to be? And they really don't need to be in these beautiful fields that are over here where we're also wanting to do a retreat center where people can come get away and get away from the business, have a retreat, rent a tree house or, or rent a tiny house and, you know, take a weekend just to hear from God. And then on your weekend to hear from God, there are all of a sudden a thousand people and cars in the field right in front of you. You know, that's not going to work. So, so yeah, the, the more we looked at it, there were three or four places we looked at putting the sanctuary or the, not sanctuary, the auditorium. Um, but, you know, it really just at the, at the end, I remember I was sitting there looking at drawings and Jefferson walked up and, and he said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking something when I was on the property and I, I want to know what you're thinking. And, and it just wasn't fitting right yeah, on this one place down on the south end of the property, too close to the houses. It wasn't going to be a blessing to them is what I, I told him. He said, yeah, he, he, here's where it needs to be. It's, it's over here. I said, that, that's exactly right. So we redesigned it and it was, that was, our, that was it. Oh, it's so it's exciting. Great. Lindy, can you tell us about 100 acres, 100 years? Uh, that, now that's, yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> I love it. I just love it. About uh, a year or so ago, I was just praying one night, and um, I think this is what you're probably talking about. I uh, was just asking God, you know, just, just you know, speak to me about the land. Speak, you know, just, you know, just praying over Bethel and what God's doing and um I felt like I was I started you know in my spirit just started flying and flying over the property and just <laughs> you know seeing how beautiful it was and then all of a sudden I felt like there was this gold pouring out of the land and then it spread around Tyrone then it spread to Atlanta then it spread to our nation and it spread to the world I, I said God what are you doing here and he said you've got to realize the gold that's coming from this place but you've got to realize you're building for generations you'll never see. Mm. And and it made me have a a bigger perspective on dreaming. Like, I'm just like all you guys that we just dream, okay, let's what are we gonna do this week? What's our plans for the weekend? And all these, you know, great dreams. What are we gonna do for our summer vacation? We have great dreams, but I feel like God's calling us to dream for generations ahead. And and as we plan things, as we pray for things to realize these generations i mean all this goes on for eternity all these people will know in heaven but there will be a day when you know you meet somebody in heaven hey i remember 150 years before you were praying into something and then that happened from my lifetime and it just has shifted my perspective that we are living from heavenly places and we do need to dream for at least a hundred year vision and, 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 you know, as Paul, as you're talking, just a perspective so you, the audience can have a feel. We have half, the, half of the land, these beautiful fields, and half of it's this beautiful forest. And mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. have done the best job just nestling a church building in the middle of a forest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's going to be beautiful how you've it set is. it up. It's yeah. Be you know, and I've got another hundred story good that bring on your hundred story yeah I, I mentioned it the other day but it was the the idea that god cares about physical buildings and structures and and even jesus talked about it um with his disciples and they were kind of discouraged because they had given up 
everything. They left everything. It was after the rich young ruler, you know, he told him give up everything and, and he wouldn't do it. And he walked away sad. And they said, well, Jesus, what about us? We gave up our houses, our farms and our families. We left it all to follow you. And, and he didn't just say, yeah, you did right. You're good. He, he kind of dug in deeper to what I think was kind of in their heart it was because they were missing their homes and their farms and their families. And, and he said, oh, but don't worry. You'll get a hundred times more than that in, in the world to come when I restore the earth. And that meant a couple of things to me. One is that when he restores the earth, you know, we're going to be reigning and ruling with him on this earth. And things that are designed or things that are built that affect our heart, that come from him, they have a level of eternal importance, you know, sure. and, and some things will survive, you know, uh, when this place is restored. He'll be restoring, you know, farms and families and, and giving us a hundred times, he, he said. And, and I thought it was interesting that, you know, this, we have a hundred acres here. And mm-hmm. some of the things we talked about it when the visioning of the church was, it's about building family, you know, and it's, it's, it is a farm and we're building houses here, you know, we're, we're doing all that. And, and so it was just a really neat uh, picture, I think, of, of what, you know, God's heart is to restore, sure. restore communities and to restore, you know, the, the people that go to Bethel. So, um, and, and, and the people we can impact. What do you guys see like in, for the community? Like what the, the Lord, like what is he doing around here? Who's dreamed into that? Like who has hoped into that about what it will do for for just our, our, our neighbors and exactly where we are? Like, what yeah. are we hoping for? What's, what, what's our big dream? Do we know? Good place to start dreaming. Well, I mean, we, we started just with community meetings where we right. were showing the, you know, sure. reaching out to them. It gave us an opportunity just to, for our immediate neighbors to talk to them and make sure they were supportive of, of our plan. And they're very happy that we're not building a, a big parking lot in their backyard. So <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that was a, a little right. start. But, you know, I think I think the key thing, though, is having a place where um, where we do have the restoration or the, the kind of the retreat center. Nice. Uh, for people to come get healed, for pastors, you know, a lot of the idea was that this would be for pastors from other churches to come, you nice. know, get away mm-hmm. and get restored, and and that will spread, and um, and then the home church and and the house church kind of um, family life groups that that we're starting, they're going all over the city already, and so in my mind, this is a place where we train leaders, we train people who can then go out all around this region and uh, and even all around the world to. To come get empowered here, learn, go to school, but then go out and impact the community. Now, Linda, you'll have to help me fill out this story, but that was definitely part of the dream was that this be a place for leaders to come and be restored. Right. One thing that um, I think Jack Taylor said that he, he, he came on the property, he said, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, this place will be people will come here just to rest in his presence. And we've had people come on to the um the land here and just feel the presence of God so strongly. And, and a lot of people see angels in the trees and Judy Franklin was here one worship night. And she said the angels were mimicking the worshipers, like the ones that were dancing or the ones that were just standing there or the ones that had their hands raised. So it's like God has prepared this land for us. And, and it, it's already feeling ready and it's already feeling his presence here is really strong. Oh my I goodness. I mean, you can feel it. And 
It's pretty wonderful. I've brought friends out, like friends from around here that aren't, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily folks that are like, oh, what is God saying about, you know? And they've come on and, and said, boy, this place feels ama- holy was even a word that one of uh, mm-hmm. a good friend used. But what I thought was wonderful is we found out in a roundabout way that the buildings that were already on here owned by that family, they had used this for a place for pastors to come and be restored. I know. Already. Do you remember that? I had heard that actually lately. Also, I heard there was a preacher that used to live here or maybe two two generations that prayed over this land. I I, I feel like this land has... Wow. I feel like there's something so so powerful about land that we don't even, we haven't grasped, grasped Mm -hmm. spiritually. You You get this from Papa, or is he Paul? Yeah, Paul. (laughs) You're Paul. My dad, Papa, yeah. Papa. Tell uh, us about him because he had a love for the land and a real vision and an understanding. Yeah. You know, something about legacy, I feel like is so important. And maybe it's because as you get older, you feel that way more. But um, my dad and mom, I remember when I was a little kid, you know, sitting around the kitchen table and, and the two of them and one other person talked about, let's build a Christian city, which is this home for children. And it goes all the way through nursing home, hospice yeah. care. And it's, you know, as a crow flies about 15 miles for 10 miles from here. But it was just dreaming around a kitchen table. Wow. And and that's your family. Just so yeah, everybody knows. Those are Lindy's, those are your folks. I know. Good but, grief. but my dad always said, I mean, it's amazing. Like even his father, he owned... Their family owned a few hundred acres where Christian City is now, and they gave it all to Christian City back then, you know, 50 years ago. But even my dad's dad, he knew how important dreaming about the land is because back during the Depression, he was a um, he was a milkman, and he got an extra job making a dollar a day to to keep that land because wow. he knew one day my dad would have a dream, and he wow. he built for generations to come say my son will do something with that land one day and then they created christian city so i think it there's something i think i was born with that i you know i want to dream bigger and i I feel like land is so important and i feel like this is just the beginning like i'm praying my kids and my grandkids and my great-grandkids will dream even bigger and i pray that i dream bigger yeah even now what a challenge I really love that because um, that just really brings that let's let's think generationally. Exactly. Let's let's have a vision that's going to carry it for another hundred years. So right, a, right. One day your five year old will be sixty five years old. Going, you know, in this southwest corner, we need to put a wellness center or whatever he dreams of. I mean, yeah. I mean, we probably need so much more land eventually. For what God wants to do. So With Quinn, it'll probably be the West Wing or another White House. So, you know. Exactly. <laughs> here's open. Here's open. Well, my goodness. So, again, this is our, we're in Tyrone, 100 acres in Tyrone, Bethel, Atlanta. Um, tell me your firm one more time. I just don't want to mess it up. I'm scared I'm going to get your names all, your beautiful names all messed up. Uh, Jefferson, Jefferson Brown, Brown Gresham Architects. Yeah. Have designed this beautiful building. Again, the, 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 the sketches are just, I mean, exciting. I got a little teary the first time we looked at them thinking, oh my, like it's happening. And it's happening now. It's happening soon. Like, and tell me one more time, just where are we? We're just working with the city right now, correct? That's right. That's okay. right. Going through site approvals with the city. Is there a groundbreaking? Any do we? Is that anything we could talk about? Yes, I think, <laughs> now that I think I've we're talked about it for October, 
Okay. Um, you know more than I do. Yeah, there's a, there's a, it's in the process in okay, kind of the sure. September, October no, neighborhood. Right. Wow, you guys. You guys. That's exciting. Well, thank you. This was BH Hats Night again. Just just yeah. what is happening at Bethel Atlanta and with our building program. I think we're about to launch an official building program. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so it's coming up. I should have the deets. I don't have the deets. But coming up soon, we're going to be doing an official you know, uh, just a, 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 a fundraising. We are building a church, building baby. Yeah. And that's, I feel like, just to add, I feel like the building program needs to be supernatural also. And that's I something need... all you guys, we just need to pray into. Yeah. Because I know God doesn't like debt and all that stuff. Yeah. And I just believe supernaturally all this will be taken care of. Linda, you know what I like about you? You're doing <laughs> all these things have they've got to be done and, and people have done them. But I love it that your perspective, you come up to it and you're like, we, whoop, OK, that's our time. <laughs> but we come up to we're going to build a building since we're going to build a building. Let's let it be supernatural. And then here comes this beautiful faith out of you. It is wonderful. I love it about you. And I agree. This, if we're going to do it, it might as well be like heaven would do it, and like Jesus wants it right. done, and just yeah. in right. full celebration of, of that we have a God on the inside of us. So it should not be normal. That's what. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Paul, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Yeah. We love you. We appreciate you. We, we admire your vision, and and what you're doing is just wonderful. Yeah, we're super excited that you're part of the team, and it's it's it, it's really great because I feel like. Um, with other people, it starts pulling up um, creativity and dreaming and doing things um, just from the power of the envision of the Holy Spirit instead of just out of our own carnal reasoning or thinking. So it's Absolutely. really you've been really encouraging. So I'm oh, super excited thanks. for you guys to for you to be here. So well, thank you. I love you guys. The biggest fears if we're operating on our creative potential. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Just shaking your boots. <laughs> <laughs> Double and Lindy Hale, you're our favorite. We just I appreciate you and love you. you. Thank you guys for joining us you. on <laughs> Bethel Atlanta Chats. Yes. So thanks for tuning in. We look forward to uh, having you back here the next time we chat it up on BHS. And just Ooh. to salt the oats a little bit, it's going to be super exciting and fun. There you go. Oh, there <laughs> it is. Say, we have some guests that I'm just super happy about. So, yeah. You guys will just have to wait and see. That's what. <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks again. Thanks love for tuning you. in to BA Chats. <laughs>